Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the mental and physical anguish shelter-in-place has been taking on people. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Teachers, visit teachthisteacher.com because you can do two awesome things on our site today. The first thing you can do is sign up for a course that will help you with the nagging problem that you have in your classroom or in your school. Professional development is the answer. Now, the second thing you can do is become an instructor and teach your own session for your area of expertise. Somebody needs your help. Teachthisteacher.com because teachers need teaching. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to The Rant. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for helping me grow this podcast larger than I thought we would be able to get to in such a short amount of time. I really do appreciate that. I do also appreciate the interactions we've been having on social media, all of the different platforms. If you have helped me uh, grow those out and interact with me on there, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't yet, check the descriptions below for all of this podcast's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the handles everywhere, or you can just type in the Herman James and you'll find everything you need. This episode is more of a highlight and a culmination of what we've all been going through in COVID for the past year. I know some people have taken it more stringent than others. Some people have been more lackluster than others, but no matter what you want to say or your views or stances on COVID and everything that that involves, that's political, that's medical, that's everything. You're tired. Everyone is tired. They're tired of the fight against the other people, against your own views, whatever your views might be. They're tired of feeling restricted on what they can and cannot do, should and should not be able to do and what they can and cannot do themselves because they're trying to either protect their families and friends or because they're being forced to by laws or restrictions in travel by travel companies. It's not all put on by local and federal government. Some companies are taking the steps to make sure that people are safe and even if You, as a member of society, don't feel that is your duty or obligation or want to be safe, wear a mask, not travel. These companies are trying to protect themselves, their coworkers, and their coworkers' families, regardless of anyone else's views. This particular episode hits home to me more than I thought it would, and the idea came up to me because of how hard it hit home to me. My life has always been an idea of how can you live that three-day work week, four-day work week, be rich and do very little, that 80-20 percentage of hard work now for easy life later. All those self-help and all of those growing books and all that kind of stuff that tell you exactly 
what you want to hear to become rich and do very little effort to get there. Now, my mentality has never been to do very little to become wealthy. I work and work and work. I work so hard and so much that I get stuck in positions and my previous life's, that's what people say, right? Previous life. My previous life, employment, has held me in those positions because I was my own worst enemy. Those longtime listeners to the rant have heard me say this numerous times, how I've held myself back because I've put everything I can do on the table and tried to be the best employee, best person I can be and push myself to maintain that for a long amount of time. And I've always done that. And that's come back to bite me in the ass when it came to promotions, to raises, to managerial positions, to anything that I thought I had earned. And I was told I'd earned. Now, in that same context, I thrived on the idea pre-COVID of working from home. I don't need to be in an office to do my job. I don't need to be strapped to a desk to do my job. I can go anywhere I need to be to do my job. And a lot of people thought the same way. Thanks to COVID, a lot of people have been able to realize that they can do it. Companies have realized their employees can do it. They can function at a high level working remotely from home or wherever they might be. And it has been a blessing to everyone to be able to do that. It saves on the wear and tear of your vehicles, less stress because you don't have to commute and sit in traffic to get to work or to get home from work. You can work from home and do everything you would normally do for your job and then more for your home. It has been a blessing for a lot of people. Some people don't like it. They don't like the non-separation of work and home. They feel more productive in an office and they have been given the ability to go back into the office and work. And that's great. That's what works for them. That's what they needed. And you know what? To each their own. Everyone gets that ability to pick and choose and know in their heart what is best for them and what is best for the company. Now, due to shelter in place, a lot of people have been stuck at home more than they ever anticipated. Remember, this is supposed to be a two-week deal that's elongated much, much longer than that. That has to do with everything from the Trump administration not taking any steps to prevent things besides saying that it didn't exist and then telling us to suck on fucking bleach and hydrochloroquine, whatever it was, and then not taking steps to prevent it from expanding even further. No prevention, no preparations, and then no plans to stop or quell the issues just to politicize it, politicize people's deaths, politicize the fact that people are sick and in hospital. Loved ones are dying and they didn't do a goddamn thing. Because of them, we have had to be home for so much longer. People's businesses had to shut down. People's companies went under and will never open back up. People 
have lost their homes because there was no help. People have lost their family, friends, loved ones because nothing was done. The mental anguish of all of that and all of this is beyond what anyone ever imagined it would be. A study has come out and told you how much more mental health is needed now more than ever because of people being stuck at home. And you can say whatever you want to say about it, first world problems or have you want to look at it because there are people in other countries that have it worse than being stuck in your palatious home. However big or small it might be, you're there. You have shelter. You have a roof over your head. There are also individuals whose homes aren't great, but there's still a roof over their head. They're not living on the street. You can also look at the prison world. Imagine solitary confinement with nothing and no one. You don't have the ability to call people, FaceTime people, be on the internet, watch freaking Netflix, Tiger King, and see everything you want to watch on there. And you're not just hit with boredom. I'm not talking about the situation of boredom being a big burden on people and trying to find something to do. I think that is a stupid argument for people to say that they just want to get out of the house because they're bored. They need new things to do. Figure that shit out in your house. Get board games or make things up or do home improvements like everyone's been doing. The freaking price of lumber has gone up exponentially. If you're watching my platforms on social media, you see that I've had construction work going on in my house, whether I'm doing it or contractors doing it. You've seen things that I put up there and the prices have skyrocketed since the beginning of COVID. And I feel that's a lot to do with the supply and demand of people getting their stimulus checks and putting it back into the society here, as well as people being stuck in homes and wanting to have a better home to live in, to function in, to just think it's pretty because you're there all the time now. You put off projects because you weren't home all the time. It wasn't that big of a deal. You'll get to it later. But we've been in homes, in our homes, for over a year now. There is no later. Now is the time. For me personally, I thrive and I need personal interaction. I need to see people's faces in person, body language, human contact, shaking of a hand, a pat on the back, something to have that connection with people. That for me didn't take effect hard until the past few weeks. The world has slowly been opening back up. Well, I mean, not even the world. Our country has slowly been opening back up because a new administration has come into office and has been pushing for mass vaccination. And if you're an anti-vaxxer, great. Good for you. I hope when... People come around you that have been vaccinated. You thank them for being considerate of you and your family because you 
don't want to get vaccinated because you're afraid of it being a Microsoft Bill Gates chip tracking you or what could possibly be in here. It's the same concept as flu vaccines that people get every year. It's the same idea for measles, mumps, rubellum, all things that are needed to put children into elementary schools. And for the people that didn't do it, saw an outbreak pre-COVID of measles. Polio was making a comeback because people didn't want to get vaccinated. And they're spreading it to other people. So if you don't want to get a vaccine for you, get it for other people. And when your grandparents, parents, or children, sisters, brothers, anyone you know, passes because of a complication due to COVID, you only have you to blame. You didn't want to take the prevention. You didn't want to put a mask on and you didn't want to get vaccinated to save them, to help them, to prevent them. And because of people not taking these precautions, this this entire shelter in place has lasted exponentially longer and will continue to last for a lot longer than we ever thought imaginable. And we looked at Wuhan and how their socialist or communist government, however you want to describe it, forgive me for not being up on what they've got going on for it. But they shut the city and the country down for two weeks. You couldn't come in or out. They were blocking everyone. There were military people around everywhere. I don't think we need that in this country. Military presence and all of that coming out to prevent people from going out to do things. I didn't think we would have to have something like that to make sure we could prevent a pandemic and prevent it from lasting as long as it has. We let people make their own decisions. The fucking idiot orange and fucking... God, I hated him. Still do. He let people make their own decisions. He let counties and states make their own decisions. They continue to be able to make their own decisions because the government allows that and that is our right to be able to. But when you make the wrong decisions, that doesn't just impact you and it impacts the rest of the country and the global freaking society. That's on you. The people that didn't want to wear a mask, that wanted to travel everywhere, that thought this was just a gimmick or a hoax because Fox News and the Trumplicans said so. It's not. It's not fake news. They're a fake news channel. The majority of Fox's primetime news isn't actual news. They've been sued numerous times to say this. Tucker Carlson isn't a news anchor. Sean Hannity isn't a news anchor. That's just opinions and commentary. But because of idiots like them and their followers who are just being told things they want to hear, I'm stuck at home. Because I care about myself. I care about my family. I care about my friends. And I care about my community. 
yeah, taking that all in sucks. Yeah, hearing the back and forths and the changing of ideals of what's going to work, what's not going to work, turns out that the touching of surfaces that could be infected isn't nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. But how the fuck were we supposed to know that? This isn't like a disease that has been around forever. Yeah, the coronavirus is a disease that has been around forever. But this variation of it has not. So there is nothing to go off of. They're just trying to figure it out as they go along. And yet, it's inconvenient as all hell. It is god-awful at times to realize I have to be in home. I have to put a mask on to do everything. I can't even go to stores at regular hours because they have COVID hours. I can't do the same things I used to do last year, two years ago, because this has gone so widespread and the recommendations from the CDC to the local government to everything are put out there to protect everyone against things that they don't know yet. That's them trying to prevent you from being sick, from you passing it on and living with that burden and living with the idea that you potentially killed someone because you didn't want to wear a mask, because you didn't want to get vaccinated, because you didn't want to stay home, because you wanted to go to Florida for fucking spring break. Yeah, we've all missed out on a lot of things because of this. Birthdays, weddings, graduations, proms, deaths and funerals, celebrations of all sorts, Because of this. We could have come out of this a lot different. A lot sooner. If we took the measures to do it. But we didn't. We haven't. We're still in it. We still have large death numbers. Every day. They're going down. Because people are getting vaccinated. But now we're having problems filling vaccination appointments. We have the vaccines. People don't want to get them. And back to my previous point of, this hit me the hardest in the past few weeks. I have been blessed to have built a family around myself. My friends and my closest friends are my family. My family is also my family and they're incorporated in there as well. But I have a network of people around me. That we all took this seriously. We all did what we could to prevent anything from happening. Before we went to go see outside groups of people. Like our own family. We quarantined for two weeks. Because that's the recommendation to do. To make sure you didn't pass anything on to anyone. Whether you're asymptomatic or you actually got COVID. You wouldn't know for a few weeks. Yes, I understand that numbers come down from two weeks to ten days to seven days to whatever it might be now. We still took those precautions. Due to that, due to people in our community, in our local areas, our community is opening back up. We are having that ability to have some sort of normalcy. Is it the new norm? I don't know. Is it going to be this way for a while? Absolutely. Yeah, I do know that. 
it is going to be this way. But I've had the ability to go out into public, see our local breweries, the things I used to do. We have recordings of the rant in our local breweries at Clamstake, at Burning Barrel. All these other locations around. We've been doing this, this show, remotely at these locations for years. We couldn't do that with COVID. Just not a thing. Yeah, the breweries have been able to be open, hit or miss here and there. Outdoor. Nothing inside. Some of them, it was just pick up beer and go back home. Go back home. That's what we had to do. And again, I have a beautiful home, a wonderful wife. Everything in my home is great. I love my house. I don't love being at home all day, working from home all day, to stay at home all night, to never see anybody at all in person. No person-to-person contact. No person-to-person conversation. No anything. Just like I am doing now, I am in a recording studio. I am talking to a microphone and looking at a screen. You're listening to me. And your earbuds are on your Alexa or on your whomever. Home speakers, car speakers, whatever it might be. This is our interaction. This has been my interaction with people through COVID for over a year. I've had some benefits of people being able to come back and come over and vice versa to be able to see things and have our COVID crew of people. But as the time went on, people wanted to see their families and go to see everyone else. And like I said, we have to quarantine to be able to do that. And then once they get back, they quarantine again. So now you don't see people for months at a time in person. The past two weekends, I'm able to go to breweries. I'm able to go to wineries. And I'm able to see things and see people and see the world. I had to put a mask on to do all of it. I've been vaccinated as well. Doesn't mean I can't go out and I don't have to put on a mask because I do. But for these past few weeks, being able to be a part of society, to see the world, to see how things can be in this quote-unquote new norm. If putting a mask on means I can go out and be part of the world, Be part of society. I can eat in a fucking restaurant. I can have wine at a winery. I can drink beer at a brewery. Fucking do it. Do it. I cannot be the only one that has the mental stress of every day being the same. It's Groundhog's Day. You wake up. You turn on your computers. You work from home all day. You don't talk to anyone. You get on a Zoom call all the time. That's your interactions. There's no physical connection. There's no chemical balance between you and the other person. You're not getting 
the endorphins running that you would normally get when you make eye contact with people in person. It's just not there. But because people don't want to put a mask on or take preventions, get a fucking shot. Yeah, you might get sick for a day. Sick for a day or dead. Those are the options you have. Yeah, I get it. It's two extremes. Take the lesser of two evils. Both shots I had had zero side effects. Not one. Other people had some side effects that are sick for a day, maybe two. Wasn't violently ill. They were run down and tired. I'm tired every day. I'm tired of this. This shelter in place. And then the fight that I have to listen to of other people talking about their rights being taken away because of this. You're taking people's rights away. You, the people that don't want to do the bare fucking minimum of putting a mask on. If you want to get herd immunity and you don't want to get a shot, great. And then I fully believe the passport system for the vaccinations should be a thing for a while. Why subject other people to this? You don't want to get the shot. You don't want to wear a mask. Great. Don't expect to be served or to go to a place where everyone else is taking all of the precautions to do things. Companies don't have to serve everyone. I get that. You can have the right to refuse service. There are deviations where you shouldn't be able to do it because of race, ethnicity, religion. I get all that. This is a health issue. People that want to say it's a religious thing. You don't believe it because religious reasons. Fuck you. We have survived this long as a culture because we're able to adapt and maintain cure diseases, prevent diseases. If you don't want to get the Johnson and Johnson because they did stem cell research, okay, there are numerous other ones. Get it. Don't prevent other people from doing it. Don't put other people in harm's way because you didn't want to. You don't want someone telling you what to do, but you want to tell everyone else what to do. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Do not expect everyone to be okay with every one of your decisions. I know people aren't that way with me. I know that I piss off a lot of people on a regular basis. It's not a daily goal of mine. Not a conscious choice I go out to make just to piss people off, but I am aware that it's happening. It's going to happen. But I try to take that internally and put it back out there and express to people, I'm not doing it because of them or on purpose to them. And I am open to listen to people's ideas and concepts. I don't shut them down. And tell them they're fucking stupid. And tell them how horrible their ideas are. Even when they are. There are few things I take hard stances on. Like injecting bleach into someone's fucking body. Not doing that. Or a laser beam shot up your butthole. To cure COVID. Not doing that. It's a stupid idea. Fucking horrible. But if you want to say it's your religious belief to not do something. Okay. 
But then understand that people have their rights to refuse your ideals. You don't want to do them because you don't like that. They don't have to do it as well. That's what makes this world great. Open conversation about things and abilities to do things. The idea that people are mad at local government for putting restrictions in place to keep people safe is ridiculous. There are laws to keep people safe. Traffic laws, gun laws, drinking laws, everything is out there to keep people safe. There are stupid laws out there because people made stupid decisions. Look at all the warning labels on products. Do not ingest, do not eat, can cause cancer, can do this. People think it's common sense. Oh yeah, obviously I'm not going to do that. We have people in this country that are eating Tide Pods. Eating Tide Pods. And then you get mad that our local governments have to put things in place to stop people from being stupid. That's ridiculous. If there was a national stance from the get-go, I don't think we would have been as far along as we are now. I also believe that the vaccinations would have come out the same way they did, as they have. Pfizer is not an American company. They did not take any money from anything. Warp speed bullshit. It didn't happen that way. Johnson & Johnson started later in the testing for doing things, so they had to later come out from doing things. Check out any reports on any of that, and you'll see that the efficacy rate would be consistent across the board with everyone else's if their testing started when everyone else's did, and the skyrocket number of positive cases of COVID hadn't been in the way of when they did it. At the time they came out, they were around 75% effective. The flu shot's 50-50. Anything above 50% is what people consider a success. Granted, Sputnik V, the Moderna, as well as the Pfizer's were all 90 plus percent. I get that. I think AstraZeneca was up there as well, but that's not in this country and it probably will never be. So 75 scared people. Okay. But those would have come out as they did when they did. I think if we had a global unifying stance on making a vaccine, I think they would have been out quicker. But we said, as a country, the Trumplicans said, I should say, we're not going to help anyone else. We're not going to take their help. We're going to do it ourselves. And what happened? Other countries got there first. They beat us on it. And now because of that, they are global distributors of vaccines we can't even do. We're working on it. We're trying to help people out. We are. We can't even get our own people to take it. It's fun, right? We're still sheltered in place. We still don't have the ability to open back up. In under a year in Wuhan, China, they were at a fucking rave. Maskless rave. I can't even go to a concert. Social distancing everything everywhere. That's the way 
We are. I know there are other parts of this country, Florida, where they don't care. Let everyone do whatever they want. Great. Florida also has laws and rules against a lot of things that don't allow equality for everyone. They also don't allow people who can't get jobs or need unemployment to get unemployment. They have record low unemployment because they make it impossible to get unemployment. So let's let's go about Florida. Maybe Texas, you know, Texas is a good reference. I love Texas myself. I do. What's even greater about Texas is when it's frozen, pipes are bursting, the power grid is independent, and it's free market, and they charge people tens of thousands of dollars a month for all of their electricity. And their pipes are bursting in the house. There's icicles hanging from the ceiling fans. Their great old Ted Cruz packs a bag and goes to Rich Carlton, Mexico. Let's go to Cancun. My people are hindered. We're having a hard time. Let's get the fuck out of here. And instead of fixing his own state, helping his own state, he wants to point at Nancy Pelosi for trying to give money for getting a haircut to people. He wants to help voter suppression of black Americans in Georgia and all over this country. Because that's the thing to do. The fucking pandemic. People need help, support, confidence, reassurance that our government is out there to help us. But instead, you're out there to stop people from being able to do what they have a constitutional right to do. These are the same people that fucking fight and bitch and piss and moan about the Second Amendment and gun rights. But don't let black Americans vote because they won't vote for them. Republicans have not won the popular vote in any election in what, the past damn near 20 years? But they have the seats and the government to be able to do shit like this. Because of them and their idiocies and their grabs for power and the stranglehold on the government and the people that they're trying to do, I'm still at home. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm upset. And I just need to be out. I need to be with people and interactions and just be where the people are. It's like a cheers thing right there, right? But I can't. Because I'm afraid to pass something on to people that's not fair for me to do. Not everyone's vaccinated yet. I don't want to be that person that potentially got someone sick. I'll be fine. I can't live with myself knowing I could have given COVID to somebody else. Maybe COVID won't kill that person, but what if they have emphysema? And COVID exacerbates it. And that's what gets them. Yeah, they're going to notch COVID-19 onto that individual's death certificate as a contributing factor for death, which isn't wrong. What if someone's just recovering from cancer and they're going out to have a beer and it's their first time they've been out in a year and they're just now trying to 
join back the world and celebrate. But their immune system isn't strong enough. And I'm asymptomatic and I give them something. I don't want to live with that. I don't want to have that burden on me. That I am vaccinated, but I was asymptomatic and gave it to someone. It's not fair to them. The mental and physical stress of shelter in place is a real thing. People having mental breakdowns. People are talking to therapists more on Zoom calls and voice chats and everything else they're doing. And that's great. Physical anguish is people putting on weight, not exercising, not doing what they need to do for their own physical health. Physical health is also attributed to mental health. You release endorphins when you work out. If you're not doing that, you're really relying on your endorphins coming from food or TV or video games or drugs. And I'm not talking about crack or heroin. I'm talking about alcohol and weed. Things that normal people are taking on a regular basis, but now are taking to excess because that's their way out. Don't get me wrong. At the beginning of COVID, it was a funny ha-ha. Let's all have some drinks and Trulies and Crown Royals and we'll get some wine. It'd be a cool sit-through. It's a year later. A year. I'm not doing that anymore. Yes, I'm still having a drink here or there. Yes, I'm still doing things. But I saw what it was doing to me. My body, the toll it was taken on me. I'm now... 40 pounds lighter than I was in July. Yeah. That's crazy for me. Nine months down 40 pounds. Because I saw what I was doing to myself and I tried to prevent it from getting worse. My mental health. I understand where I'm at now. I am privileged to be able to see where I am mentally. And understand the toll this is taking on me mentally. I watch the news way too much. I see way too much. And I see the fear mongering on all. And I mean all the media platforms. I don't care if you're an independent, a Republican, a Democrat, a Trumplican, whoever you are. Every single outlet's the same. They all fear monger to one side or the other. They hate on everyone or the others. It doesn't matter. And it's fucking tiresome. I want to know what's going on in the world. I want to know what's going on in my country. And what's going on in my government. Yes, I don't think I, as one person, can make a difference when it comes to my government as a whole. That doesn't mean I can't take a stance. It doesn't mean I can't help someone here locally. And hopefully that will expand to go somewhere else. That doesn't mean I can't have the conversation with someone to prevent their ideals of things from expanding if they are against what I know is right. Everyone now is divided over something or another. COVID, not COVID. Vaccinations, not vaccinations. Masks, no masks. Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. 
So, what's your stance? Know your stance and understand that your stance isn't right. No matter what it is. Someone else thinks you're wrong. And they will fight you. Hopefully just verbally. But unfortunately that's not the only thing. But understand why you believe the way you do. Understand people aren't going to be the same way you are. They aren't going to think the same way you are. They're going to act the same way you are. But do not. Do not. Put them down. Do not verbally or physically attack them because it's a different point of view. No matter what your view is. Do yourself and the world a favor. And just shut up. And listen. Listen to why someone else feels so strongly in the opposite direction than you do. Maybe you'll start to understand why that view is so important to someone else. And see why your view is not as important to them as it is to you. Maybe you'll actually have an enlightened conversation that will help you better understand why you think the way you do. I do not feel that my views are consistent with every white person out there. I don't think my views are consistent with any other race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, I, whatever else you want to say that makes you different from me in any way. I don't think my views are going to be the same as yours to the T, but I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to have that conversation with you. And if you're willing to have that conversation with me, that's a good step. That's a way of working towards something and moving forward. That's a way for us to get back to where we were a year ago, two years ago. We will never never fully make it back to that time. We will never, never fully be back to where we were because we don't want to go back. We need to go forward. We do not need to be stuck where we were. We do not need to be stuck in a place where our eyes weren't open. They weren't open to our idiocies, to our depravities, to our unpreparedness for a global pandemic and for the things in this country that we are doing to each other. They have just got worse. I want to believe that when we start getting back into society as a whole, with everyone being able to participate in society, that once we get to that point, we can start having these conversations again. We can start seeing everyone as people and everyone as an individual and not as a whole. One person is not an entire gender, is not an entire race, an entire political party, or any of that. We need to be able to see that. We need to be out in the world and physically interact with people to know this. Stop looking at fucked up forums and bullshit propaganda. If you really want to, you can find your point of view on any Google search, on any platform you want to. You just have to look for it. You'll find someone to put out exactly what you want to hear. Find the things you don't want to hear. Talk to the people that have a different point of view from you. 
That's what I miss. That's what I want to get back to. I want to get back into being in a public space where I can have these kind of conversations. Where I can say something and someone tells me they object with what I said and have a pointed conversation about why. That's what I miss. That's what I want to get back to. So, you might not agree with me. You might heavily disagree with me. You might agree with me. You might heavily agree with me. But that's not the point. The point is we need to have this conversation. And the only way to have this conversation is in person. Not hiding behind a camera. Not hiding behind a keyboard. Not hiding behind anything. Just get back into personal life. So, put a mask on. Help prevent anyone else from getting sick. Bring the numbers down in every way we can. And if you're willing to and you can, get that shot. It's helpful for everybody. Because without it, we're living in the past. And we will never move past this time. And we'll never move past this situation. And I don't want to be stuck here. I don't want you to be stuck there. I want to see you out I want to be with you in public and have this conversation over beer, over a taco, over a bike ride. So let's do what we can do to help each other and get back to being in person. Well, it looks like that's all the time I've got today for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on this one. This is uh, an episode that does mean a lot to me because I have been struggling with my own mental stress due to all the shelter in place. It does take a mental toll on myself. That's also part of the reason why these podcasts have been a little bit more sporadic out here, just because it's taken a lot on me to be able to get through the issues that I've been dealing with when it comes to COVID and shelter in place. Stay tuned. Make sure you are subscribed to the uh, rant because we have tons, tons, tons of adult sex worker award show shows coming up on this show on the rant. Check out thehermanjames.com. Subscribe to all of our platforms, especially on the YouTube channel. And I can't wait to be in your ears next time.